Reseller Clickbait Podcast, episode 89. We are. Again? We are. Can't say good morning the, this time. We cannot. Man, I, I don't know. I feel kind of odd. We were recording this episode at a different time. We just recorded it like an episode a couple days yeah. ago. And so we're recording this one kind of midweek because you will be gone this weekend at your at the Planes to Profit event. So yep. our routine is upside so, down here. Yes. Give you time to do some editing and get this one in the can, as they say, ready for uh, ready to put out this morning. If you're watching it, it's out. It's on right now. <laughs> it is we, always going to be this morning. We were done. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hopefully then we're also doing a little bit of experiment here to see if we are a little more awake. Because usually we record pretty early on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And just we may have ruined that experiment, though. We, How's that? We got on the phone and we talked for seven and a seven point <laughs> six miles today. And now I'm exhausted. <laughs> My voice yeah. is scratchy. Oh. Yeah, you I think you owe me like three dollars, like probably somewhere around three dollars. <laughs> I think for gas? For yeah, for gas. So okay. So Corey calls me to say, hey, you want to chat about podcast? Yeah, we'll do that. And so we like talked for what'd you say, seven and a half miles? Seven and a half. Well, seven point six one miles. That's just you know, you would you should what is it? That's almost like two. Oh, I get okay. You should this summer, Corey, you should start doing like 5Ks, you know, start doing, you know, all those people have those like 5K races for like charity How far or something. Is, 5K? So can, is, that, is that like miles. two and a half? It's 3.1 3, miles? 3.1 miles. Is it? We is did a 5K. two 5Ks today. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> could like do two in a weekend or whatever, and it wouldn't seem like any effort. You could raise some money for, you know, charity. Usually, usually a lot of those 5Ks are for some sort of you know, fundraising event. And then the, the issue like, I have with those is they, they call them a race, which implies they want you to do it quickly. And as, wow. as a longstanding member of the chubby guy guild, I don't do anything quickly. <laughs> we walk. <laughs> what Jill had done, uh, she had hosted, you know, organized and hosted a yeah. 5k for like 10 years. And, and it was, they called it like a 5k. It was a run, run slash walk. And so, you know, it was just for everybody to to be there for the day. But you could like, you know, as soon as they shoot off that gun, you could just give me a call. Pick up the phone. And you could <laughs> plod along. And, you know, pretty soon we'd have all of the the world's problems solved. And uh, We could sell tickets. Know, all these just the, whoever the higher bidder is, I take them with me on the 5K. We get on the phone and we walk it out. Oh, so you they would go with you and walk? Yeah, we, or we auction off the them. phone call. I'll talk oh, to the him phone on the phone call. the whole time. I was going to say, because hell, I'm not bidding. I'm not bidding to go walk 3.1 miles. And I've done that. <laughs> well, I've done some 5Ks well, with, with Jill. And, there's uh, a problem. I don't think we'd get anybody to bid on talking to me for for <laughs> no. 3.1 miles either. <laughs> Probably not. Maybe you could throw out, like, Red, just do like a reverse a reverse bid where, like, you go, okay, I'll pay somebody, you know, start out. to talk you know, to me? I'll pay someone like five bucks to talk to me for 3.1 miles or there you go. which it takes me. Well, I've done a few five Ks and I'm a little under, you know, cause I just, I, I guess I'm more plod. I, I just plod along more than I do walk or whatever. <laughs> I'm trot. not, I'm not running for sure. No, it's not even, a, it's not even a trot. It's not near a trot. It's probably <laughs> less than a walk, but uh, yeah, I have finished dead last in a 5k i'm just i don't get it especially when the start finish line isn't like is in the same spot it's not like i'm walking oh, from so here like to a... there and there's going to be there's going to be a prize or you know they don't usually have like donuts or anything like that at the end at the, yeah which they don't want to do should. that i would just cross the line and turn around and come back for the donuts yeah so they you know when they start and finish at the same place it's like i was already here i could have <laughs> saved myself all of the sweat and uh the um the foot pain or whatever. So but, all that, all that is to say, we may not be any more awake than we usually are because we've kind of worn ourselves out on the phone today. True. It it was <laughs> my uh, my a feet lot. are sore today. <laughs> it's a lot of talking, and then and it then was. you made me. Here's why you owe me like about I think like around three dollars or so, because um, I missed we we had talked, and I had all my packages that were from over the weekend already packaged and ready to go. I did that yesterday, just like my normal routine, even though I didn't have to go to the post office because it would have been president's day 
last Monday, whenever this came out, but I've got my packages ready anyway. And so overnight, the rest of the day, I had sold a couple more things. And then while we were talking, I sold a few more things and didn't. So by the time we were done talking, it's like I had to rush around and feverishly pack the rest of these items up, like four, four or five more things. A couple of them were a little more involved packing with some bubble wrapping and such. But, uh, well, I missed the pickup at my postal, the postal store, which is right around Did the corner. Did you drop off at like a USPS store, not a, not a post office? Yeah. Yeah. They take USPS, they yeah. take UPS, they take FedEx, anything. And it's... See, we, we usually it's, do the, we usually pack on Monday and we planned on packing all of our stuff on Monday when we recorded. Yeah. But partway through that, we, we found a few items that we had to go pick up a couple really good deals on Facebook marketplace. Oh, and cool. they were a little over an hour away. So we had to drive to go get them. And by the time we got home, we were wiped out. So we grabbed some yeah. small stuff to list in the house. So we didn't pack our Monday orders until today. And then I was on the phone with you all day. So luckily I have Teresa cause she, she had to bear the brunt of that. She had to go out and <laughs> pack everything and get everything to the post office. And the whole time I'm just pacing back and forth, wearing out our carpet. Uh She's probably cursing me the whole time, like that damn kid. Well, okay, <laughs> believe it or not, you guys, you know, you guys, you know, watch the regular viewers here, watch the podcast, and it's no secret that you know I talk like eighty percent of the time on the podcast. It's not the same way. It's not the same way no, on a phone call with Corey. I mean, I'm I'm usually just sitting there. Corey's pacing around. He's going, "Hey, what about what about this reselling thing? Oh, we sold this, and you know, I got the analyzing this number, and then I'm just sitting there sedentary." Sedin is that sedim sedimentary? No, Not sedimentary sediment. is that's like, like dirt. That's like dirt. Sedentary. Dirt. Yeah, that's a word. Sedim it's like sitting still. Sentimentally. I'm sitting there sentimentally. <laughs> sentimentally. <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Just <laughs> listening to Corey, you know. Um, yeah. My Teresa more. has commented on that before. Like, how is it that when you're on the podcast, you hardly talk? And then uh -huh. when you two get on the phone, all I hear is you saying words. Yeah, like I just, never there's a lot of this and there's not a lot of just sitting there listening. And then so I don't know. She has usually asked on about the, it. Are you on the speakerphone when you're usually talking or do you have to not usually I, that drives okay. me nuts when people do that in public. So I tend to keep my phone turned oh. down. And... Yeah. In public. That's just, <laughs> that it's just rude. I was at, well, I, when I was at the post office there, I was going with that story. So not only my, my postal store that I take stuff is the round trip is about, two and a quarter mile or two or two and a half. It's about a, it's about a mile, just a little over a mile to get to where I drop off my mail every day, which is super convenient. And it's also in the same plaza with the Salvation Army and kind of almost across the street from the, the Goodwill. So if I, a lot of times I'll hit You're some spoiled. of those places. It, it, yeah, it's, it's nice being that close to those things. But so today I, as I was packing up my stuff, uh, I also had three UPS packages. Well, by the time I got to the postal store after this, you know, double 5K, um, or what do they call it? The half marathon, the hat. Well, I think they call it a half, call it a half marathon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very descriptive name. What could it be? <laughs> and I had to drive out to the post, all the way out to the post office, which is all the way. Well, when I say all the way on the other side of town, it's it's about four and a half miles or so to the yeah. This isn't Cincinnati. Office. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of a small town, but then I also had to drive all the way back, equally as far to the UPS. We have a UPS uh, hub right here, kind of in my. Can town. you use the word far when you're talking about four and a half miles? Well, I don't think it qualifies. If well, I took well, your round trip to do your normal thing, it wouldn't even get me to city limits here. Probably so. My round trip was about 14, 14 and a half miles. Oh, that would get me roughly. We're about you know, five or six miles out. About fifteen, about fifteen miles to go all the way out to the post office, then all the way back to UPS, and then get back to my house. Uh, so you know, to be fair, after that, after talking to me for that long, you probably needed the drive, didn't you? Just yeah, to roll the window I, I, down and let your hair yeah, out. And the, oh, like you could have today, man. The weather was beautiful today. You know, for winter. I bet you now, couldn't have. There again, it was, uh, I did You didn't. could let your hair I, out? 
No, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant drive around with the window down. <laughs> I could let my head let my head cool down. Missed uh, that one by a few years. Yes, oh, I used to be able to. My yes. long, luxurious locks, and you roll up the window. <laughs> I could probably get a haircut in a anything. But so you're saying I owe um, you gas money? That's where this yeah, is going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, it's. I figure, you know, with the mileage I get in my truck and the cost of gas and the difference in the the extra trip, it's probably right around three bucks. So, um, I'll start I'll you a GoFundMe. I'll do. I do like Venmo. I could do PayPal. I can <laughs> do, do straight straight cash. Uh, down in the description is the P.O. box if you wanted to send, you know, send it directly. I think, I think we're going to find out as this episode goes along. Neither of us is good enough at reselling to be sending either of us money. <laughs> well, this is <laughs> this is true. Well, if I was a really good reseller, I'd be going to that aforementioned uh, meetup you this would? weekend. I think there'll oh, be some good resellers there, present company excluded. I think there will be some good resellers there. Somebody, when I was talking about that, um, the, the having FOMO and stuff, somebody had a good comment on last week that they also had FOMAHA. FOMAHA? <laughs> I thought, oh, how I did like we that. not think, how did we not think of FOMAHA for that? That's good. But, uh, so yeah, not, I guess just having recorded a couple of days ago, not a whole lot interesting has, has happened in. No my reselling life i guess since then a little bit a little bit though yeah we we had talked over a few things i okay so here here was one situation i guess that you would say come that came up about i had declined an offer on an item based on the fact that it was a zero zero feedback buyer that had just open the account like that day which doesn't doesn't really phase me anymore when when i was you know when you're a new seller and you have very low feedback and stuff um or you know you're cautious about you know your sales and, and getting scammed because there's a lot of scammers out there and there's there's you know a zero feedback is a little bit of a flag but most of the time nowadays it just doesn't bother me i just yeah but somebody, you ever get any of those orders or any of that situations that just don't feel right? Yes, just, we've just, had those. I, you know, I, I don't know, just something about that. You know, the, the offer was sent with a question uh, from the from the buyer. You know, if you're if you're offering and it's going to be an automatic payment, you know, what where are you expecting to get the answer? I, if I'm just going to accept your your offer or not? The question was about my pictures. Uh, if they were the the original pictures or if they were stock photos, which I guess is a testament to the to the photos that I had taken because the photos did look really nice. It was for a um a KitchenAid blender that I had that was still uh, in the box. It wasn't uh, new in the box. Um, yeah, it wasn't a new item, but it was used about by as you close had the box? to being. Yeah, I had the box, had the instructions, okay. had you know all of the the pieces parts that go to it. And it has a pretty good sell-through rate. And since I listed it just like last week or not not too long ago, it's maybe two weeks ago, um, it's had a number of watchers. I've sent some offers. I've declined some lowball offers. So I know this is a good item that's it's going to sell. And the offer that the buyer made was a decent offer. So what gave it you the was, gut feeling? Like like yeah, usually I, when something makes me say, and I like cancel the order or block them because of a gut feeling, it's almost always... Yeah related to the questions they're asking. Like if I start yeah. getting a whole bunch of questions about, is this in mint condition? Is there any visible scuffs or scrapes? Like they, and they get really detailed and specific about their questions yeah. on a, on a $4 item. That's usually, usually they're, that gets the spidey senses going and I'm going to cancel it or block them. They're just, just to prevent gonna, it. Yeah. Especially if they're asking about that condition. Cause uh, you know, that could be, they're just setting you up for, mm -hmm for that return or trying to get a partial or the not as described or, or yeah yeah definitely on that but uh you know how they well, say we had, uh, you know we had one are... asking us about a about the color gray they, they were trying to buy a, a littlest pet shop dog and they were uh -huh. asking if it's if it's a certain shade of gray well I, okay I don't know, it's gray and they were but <laughs> yeah. is it exactly this shade of gray yeah like, well this... 
it, it's one shade of gray and it doesn't matter because you're blocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, especially on those those little items. And and I wouldn't say, you know, in my store that uh, this blender was, you know, a particularly high dollar item, but it was a it, well, they're they were offering like sixty eight dollars or something like that. And I think yeah, I had it item. listed for for 80. And uh, basically, I could see their offer was so that they could probably get the shipping for free because it was yeah. it was listed plus shipping. And and that was those a little bit heavy too. the going right. Yeah. They are well. I could take the the actual what do you call it? like the container, like the actual blender part the that has the the bowl. It was um, I those sell like every day for forty mm -hmm. bucks, you know, easy. So I could take that off. I could chuck the motor because uh, the motor is what makes it makes it heavy, and yep. uh, and that so the offer was a fair offer, but coupled with the question and okay, you know how the 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 kids today they'll say something is sus. You know, oh, mm -hmm. that's the whole situation's a bit <laughs> sus, you know, short for for suspect or whatever. Well, the, the username. Yeah, suspicious. Yeah. The username on this person, zero feedback that it had just opened their account that day was suspy, like, and then some numbers, you know, 1492 <laughs> or something like that. You know, it's like it's suspect already. Hell, half of their half of their username was suspect. And, I'm a uh, criminal dot com eight four six three. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So I don't know. It was just one of those things. It was a fair offer. Uh, one of my now, I'm not a, a person that really looks at that feedback. A lot of times when I get offers, I'll I'll look at a person's feedback. Uh, but when when I mean, I don't go out and search their feedback. I look if they have a feedback number, and you know, they got fifty, a hundred, eight hundred, whatever. For buyers, like, okay. we usually. We usually don't for buyers. I don't remember a time where I've ever looked at a buyer's feedback unless it's after yeah. the fact and they've done something out of character or yeah. out of normal. Then I'll go look, but by then it's too late. So we just it, normally don't the look only at time it. I will reference feedback is if I am buying something and I mm -hmm. see that the seller doesn't have, uh, you know, a hundred percent or or in the high nineties uh, of yeah, feedback, feedback, I might go. I might go look at that and, but I, I don't know, just something seemed sus, uh, seemed, as part of their name, sus. Sus you know? And so, so that so was you kind canceled of the, it. the only thing. You so didn't I cancel did, it. I, you just didn't accept the offer, right? Yeah. I, I just, I declined the bid and I had thought about, oh, you know, I thought about maybe, uh, counter offering, but I was like, wait, no, that's stupid. I'm still selling to the same buyer whether I get more yeah. money and it was a, it was a fair, it was a fair offer. It wasn't a low ball, but I don't know. So maybe I lost, maybe I lost a $68 sale, uh, on an item that I, I had. Know, I'd you know, say very trust your in. gut. When yeah. it comes to that stuff, I'd say, trust your gut. It's not worth it. Sometimes, sometimes they're just more of a headache. Usually when that's happening for us, it's almost always an under $10 product. It's always something stupid yeah. where they're trying to pull something over and get like a, a Barbie dress for free or something matter of fact our bad review yeah. that we got this week was on a bar like a monster high shirt that we sent out yeah and and they claimed when they got it they opened it and there was nothing in the package like no card okay. no sticker no no bart or monster high dress it was just an empty package which okay in that all situation up, it's, all taped up and just yeah it was not open the item was gone yeah we um. just sealed up and shipped an empty package but like we didn't even put our <laughs> cards or anything in it which is it's just absolutely her word against ours. Yes. We couldn't do anything about it. And yeah. she was definitely fishing for us to make it right. Yeah. Which we weren't going to do. I wasn't going to give her a refund. I know better than that. Like we did not send an empty package. Yeah. So she left us a bad review and okay. we weren't able to get it removed. Even though she sent the first thing she sent us was basically this came as an empty package. There was nothing in it. What are you going to do to make it right? I don't want to leave you bad feedback. It actually said, I don't want to leave you bad feedback. Uh, so a little bit of feedback extortion. It was absolutely is, that. But yeah. when we went to eBay with it, they said, nope, it's, it stands. It's going to stay on there. So we huh. do have a bad review and we're going to have to sit on it. But like I said, it didn't hurt our review rating overall. It was just, it's one bad review. I don't even know how to respond to it because she's saying I received an empty package. It's a hundred percent her word yeah. against ours and nothing I can think to say makes that sound yeah. professional. Like, like I want to say 
you're you're a liar go kick rocks you psychopath but i can't say that <laughs> yeah exactly i don't know how to respond and to that <laughs> how would you respond to that I, that's a good would question. you reply yeah, to that i i would probably kind of that's a good question you know in the in the comments how would you reply to somebody that it's a purely a case of your word against the the, the buyer's word um i suppose you know i would have wanted to like we're humans i, I don't know i'm that's not saying hard. we can't make a mistake and not throw something in the envelope yeah. but there's the the fact that we would not throw three different things in that envelope like we always put a card in we always yeah. put the sticker in and we always put the product in when we're dealing with those clothing pieces those little yeah. barbie and doll clothes and we take the thank you note and we like fold it in half over the the garment or whatever the clothing is and put it in a padded like bubble mailer yeah that to say that we just took it's, a bubble mailer and closed it and put a label on it and didn't put anything in, like that's yeah absolutely untrue because you would think you would think at some point looking around your your shop i mean someplace in your packing area yeah. if you would have if you would have forgot it would have been this dress and and whatever else absolutely because when there. we go to pack them we always pull our orders and we put them up on the photo booth yeah and it would have been in like so. a sandwich bag so it wouldn't have been just this little thing that got kicked off the side or something. It would have been a whole sandwich yeah. bag. So, well, see, those are, yeah, I'm not sure how to respond to that. Those are two super good, super good points down, you know, down in the comments. Number one, how would you respond to a buyer that just says they didn't receive anything when you, you're a hundred percent sure. Of course you can't yeah. prove it at that point because it was yeah, shipped out or, um, in my situation, would you have taken taking that offer, taking that offer from the zero feedback buyer that just opened their store that day. Well, I, I started to say though, uh, that stuff doesn't bother me. Uh, and even early on in my um, reselling career, probably in the first six months, you know, you, when you have a low feedback rating yourself as a seller, that's, yep. you know, scammers come out and they, they try to get you. One of my best customer service experiences was with a zero feedback buyer that had just opened their account that day uh, because they were looking for the type of items. It was back kind of right in the start of uh, COVID when you could sell any video game thing. And this was, uh, you know, especially like the rock band stuff, uh, yeah. guitar, <clears throat> guitar hero and rock band. And I had a, I had found a full set uh, still in the box. Some of the pieces parts were still in the plastic where it's basically a brand new item. And so yeah. at that time it was, you know, $300 plus probably close to $400. And that person had never dealt on eBay before they came on, they had questions, they had this and that they weren't sure. So, you know, there was all of those red flags and, you know, I reached out to other resellers and, and asked a few questions about that. And, you know, some people were, no, nah, I wouldn't do it because of this and others were, yeah, just do it. If they're paying for it, if they pay, then ship See, I don't mind. I and, don't mind those situations like that. I think, I think once you've been selling for a little while, you start to develop a bit of a sixth sense for these things though. And usually yeah. once you've been burned a few times, you start to kind of get that gut feeling of that there's something about this sale I don't like. There's something yes. going on here that I don't quite trust and it doesn't feel right. And yeah. I don't mind killing a sale if my gut's telling me it doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like I'll kill a sale yeah. and block them. And that's that's the way I kind of treated this one. And, and again, I, I keep saying the same thing over and over, but it's only been listed a couple weeks. It's a really good sell-through rate item. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had a number of watchers, got offers, sent offers, and uh, it's going to sell you know, pretty, pretty quickly here. So I could pass on that. And, um, and usually I do a counter offer. I don't like to just decline an offer. I think, you know, I have yeah, heard, and I don't usually. know that that's true that, uh, you know, eBay, although they say, you know, oh, send an offer of this or accept counter offers or accept offers. Uh, you can always decline if the offer is too low. But then I understand in the, in the algorithm part that eBay just kind of frowns on just straight declining an offer at all without kind of I don't know counter offer. Do I don't know if that's true. I I don't know. I I have heard that in the in the past. I'm and so I'm I don't kind know of way more is. like I'm I lean way more towards when an offer comes in. I'm almost if it's even a halfway reasonable offer, I'm yeah. okay with getting rid of stuff. Like I'm yeah. I'm usually the one saying take that offer if you 
counter offer, we might lose the deal. Yes. Like I'm, I'm that guy. Teresa is the opposite. If they, if they offer $4 under our asking price on a hundred dollar item, she's going to meet them in the middle. Like she will counter offer every time. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we, we balance each other out pretty good. Okay. Yeah. That's unless it's what I consider to be a really a low ball offer. Uh, and I think we discussed that here recently where I had a, a low ball or what I thought was a low ball. And I, the first thing was just like, nah, I'm just sending out, do a counter offer, but kind of high because this person's ridiculous. What turns out they were right when I went and recomp the item because they had sent me, you know, they had sent me a counter offer. I was happy that that buyer stayed engaged with me because I love that yep. back and forth. I love, I love the offer, counter offer, counter offer, and you decide someplace in the middle. And that's where you really kind of tell if the person really so wants like the item. I'm and, not a big fan of that. I don't, I don't enjoy the haggling process. I enjoy yeah. getting a deal. Like I'm going to make you an yeah. offer and, and I'm usually, I try to be fair. I don't try and lowball anybody. I try and give you a fair yeah. offer and decide what I'm willing to pay for it. And I'll make yes. that offer. And if you counter offer, I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just yeah. leave. Like Teresa's watched me leave the garage sale and leave good deals behind just because I made my offer. Like that was my yeah. offer. Which I got to, yeah. I got to get better at that. I think that's silly. I shouldn't do that. Yeah. I, it was probably a good offer at what he came back at. I was just stuck on my number. Yeah. I usually, I guess my technique in that is, uh, again, at the yard, say at the yard sales, mostly garage sales, I'm always going to haggle just most everything. Well, didn't we just talk about that? I think I'm going to, I know we've talked about it before, whatever. but yeah, but, we certainly, um, we certainly always try to get a deal. And, and I'm going to offer not a low ball, not way too low, but I'm yep. going to get something to where if there is a counter offer somewhere in the middle, most every time I'm going to take that, I'm, I'm usually not offering my lowest end that I will actually pay for the item. And it depends a lot of times on what they have a price at in the beginning, uh, yeah. where you can meet Sometimes and how the, just way out how of it feels at the sale. I mean, yeah. some sales you can kind of tell. They're, they're trying to clean house. They're trying to get rid of stuff. Some sales, you could tell they're, they're just attached to it. They're having a garage sale because their neighbors are too. Like, it, yeah. it depends a lot on the mood of the sale. Yes. And, you know, but if it's a, you know, a $10 item and I go, hey, would you do six on this? And they go, yeah, I probably do eight. Okay. So yep. I'm going to buy that because I, you know, I'm, I'm good with the price. I'm feel good. They feel good. Cause they got the haggle. They still got a little, they got a little more out of my wallet than what I wanted to spend. And they had to take a little bit of a, of a, of a hit off of the price. But I think a lot of times people, unless there's truly one of those sales where people are trying to just move stuff out and everything's yep. just low price to begin with. Uh, but you know, yeah, I sometimes think, I'm just well, not very good at the back and forth. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I'll talk to Teresa, like would, there's a thing they're asking $20 for it. I'm willing to pay 14 Yeah, and I'll make the offer and they'll come back at 16 and I'll be like, no, I said 14. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's yeah. the part I'll be working on more this summer. Like sometimes you get stuck on a price in your head and you're like, well, no, I already offered you 14. That's what I want to pay. So I've, yeah. I've got to get myself away from that a little bit. It depends on the, there's a lot of factors that go into that. Depends on what people, how they come back with their counter offer. Cause you yeah. will get the people that come back on the, well, those, those sell for brand new. You know, I, I paid 30 bucks for that when I bought it and I'm only asking 20 or those sell on eBay for, and it's like, I'm done at that point. <laughs> those words are infuriating, my price. They? they are. And yeah, we gotta, we'll have to figure out how to be more pull the emotion out of it this year a little bit more because you do kind of get wrapped up in winning the deal yes sometimes and and it doesn't really matter if it's a good deal at 14 it's probably a good deal at 16 too it wasn't going to make any difference yeah to me one on way a product or another like that so, so we gotta we gotta yeah. look more at the end number and take the emotion out of it i guess look you ever find like a note on your desk I was, just, I was looking down <laughs> yeah. here and it's, you ever find a note on your desk that seems like really important, but you have no, you have no clue. Oh, what I was going to say, I find about? notes on my desk all the time, but very seldom are they important. They, I don't know what that note's about. I'll have to keep oh, it. So you don't know what it's, on. you don't know what the note's for? No, something three, three boxes, 24. And then I have 72 and I have like another 108 and something then there's $420 written on it. I have no clue what that was. 
But apparently, I thought it was interesting enough to write down on this piece of paper. I have a note sitting here that just says oh, subscriptions. Okay. And, and I honestly don't remember. It's my handwriting. Like, I know okay. I wrote it, but I'm not sure what I wrote it for. Maybe I better go check Netflix or something, because I just wrote subscriptions down. Subscri I don't know what it... <laughs> I'm sure it was May was really important when I wrote it. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure, like, how this note got even shuffled to the to the top of the list because, or top of the pile here, I was trying to clean out my desk here a little bit. So maybe it's just something, I don't, I don't know. Part of that the grocery list. That doesn't have, well, I don't know. We need unless, a decoder. Unless I only need to buy three boxes and. Oh, mac and boxes, cheese. Three boxes. Did you say mac and cheese? As in I did. Craft, There's one box. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue what that note is for. I don't know. That has nothing here, to do with the podcast. I, I, I do have a box, oh, but it's not mac and cheese. Okay. That is a brown box that looks like an Amazon, have, like a little. We have these little box. things in it. Have you ever seen these? They're they're hat oh. hooks. Okay, wait, let me let me you, make that bigger. Okay. So you hat hooks. I don't know if you can see that very well, but they're hat okay. hooks. Yeah. So you put them on your wall, and then you slide the the little button of the hat kind of slides in and holds it like that, so it holds your hats on the wall, and they're they're pretty cool. Oh, I've got okay. a bunch of them hanging on my wall in the living room. Is Neatest that, is, hat so hook. Is it, it's got a sticker, sticky, or do you screw it to the wall? Well, it's got a screw hole, but it also has a little 3M sticky double-sided thing. So you can just stick them on. Oh, that's pretty cool. So And for they don't hat... deform the hat. Like, usually when you hang your hats on those white plastic hangers, it, it like, deforms the hat. Yeah. These ones use those two hooks to hold it up, so the hat stays shaped just like a hat. Oh, that's pretty cool. I'll, I'll have to take a picture. I wasn't planning to show you the box of hat hangers, but when they're, <laughs> when they're hung up, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah, when you five when out you of five filmed, would recommend. <laughs> when you just filmed the podcast, you know, two days ago, we're, we're just grasping. Oh, wait! When I said that earlier, speaking of podcasts, um, I owe, I owe, like, I really butchered. There is a new podcast uh, out there, there that is. just started this week, and last week I I butchered the name and I didn't know anything about it. But I watched the first episode. It is called the Full Time Flippers Podcast. Okay, and. uh a uh, friend of mine, Chad Quirky Picker, uh, and his uh, co-host is Dennis, the Free King Flipper, and so go. they had their they had their first episode out. Um, I'll have to go watch it last week. I, I think it's going to come out on on Monday mornings and stuff. And so they're they're jumping into the podcast arena. If you well, they're like spinning that one up just in time because this one's kind of going down in flames the way we're going today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have to come up with a good thumbnail thumbnail see uh, i don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole but that's one of the things we were talking about today you we'll just say make, youtube sucks <laughs> well some it, it, the way that they that they do stuff as far as you could have really really good content now i'm in no way saying that we're putting out really really good I was content say, that's bold we're, put, we're putting <laughs> yeah i mean we're we have fun we have fun with this and, and what we're doing and and we appreciate everybody that does stick around and watch each week and stuff but that growth of the show it's so dependent upon getting a good thumbnail and a title and stuff that you know in those titles to get yep. youtube to push out push out that video for people to you go really, see it. It's you just really like, have to be willing to trick people into clicking and watching. Yeah. Well, click clickbait. I mean, we actually put yeah. clickbait in the title of this. There thing. might be something um, to that since we named the podcast, the reseller clickbait podcast. It surprisingly is in our name and we really suck at it. We're not good at it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah, but that's, uh, yeah. Getting, getting people to, to click on it. Oh, uh, you know, but any anybody out there, if you could have a really great episode, you could have a really good topic, yeah. you could have a really good thing, and it just nobody nobody sees it, and uh, trying to you know and trying to figure that out as as we go along, and then you end up like the reseller don't clickbait podcast. Yes, don't don't click on this bait or something. I don't know. End up, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not sure, but for everybody that that does listen each week and any new folks, and we've we've had some pretty good. Um, Comments, good dialogue in the comments yeah. and stuff. This, this uh, here as of late, and and appreciate. We appreciate that, you but, watching, um, even if you don't enjoy the show. Just, just know that. Yeah. Regardless <laughs> of your feelings, we appreciate you watching. <laughs> exactly. 
just click that button watch for 30 seconds now then then there's the watch time and there's there's so many factors that go into the maybe we'll talk maybe we'll talk about that and one episode here coming up about that we could talk about it the problem is we don't know anything about it we well, need to bring on nobody, a guest for that yeah if, if we if anybody out there knows anything about youtube and would like to be a guest so we can talk about it yes. maybe that's where we'll start <laughs> Exactly. And, and we already know you have to put out good content. You know, we're working at, we're working at that. We know that yeah, that part. might, that might not happen. It's, uh, that, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that would kind of went off on a, on a tangent. Another thing that we were talking about today is, um, in the seven mile conversation that, that made oh, the me... apocalypse conversation. Oh yeah. It's the doomsday. Uh, <laughs> What what would happen if uh, your store was your eBay? If you sell on eBay or any any platforms, you know, you and I, we are both we have all of our eggs in the eBay basket. Yep. Uh, we're not except for some Facebook Marketplace sort of local stuff. Um, yeah, a little bit of local you know, do stuff, some of that, but... but really not on any other platforms. So don't have that. And you know what we would do? What would happen if? Yeah, I think that the premise was if you wake up tomorrow and eBay has deleted your account, like you for some reason yeah. you made the ebay gods angry yes like, like what's next what's the day after that look like what do you do next assuming you're not going to be able to get back on ebay now i i would say that's there's people that have been selling on ebay for 20 plus years i don't think it's super easy to have that happen yeah but it's also not unprecedented president it's not on president's of. day president's day was last week <laughs> president's day was last week <laughs> yeah it's not unheard it's of there are people out there even in this community that have lost eBay accounts. Yes. And whether so it, that's um, yeah, the, the full account or, you know, if it was, you know, some, I, I've heard, you know, people got suspended like three days, uh, you know, a yeah, week I think there's a lot of levels days, to that or, or something, I guess, dependent or, you know, and some of it, I think a lot of times is un unex unexpected, you know, maybe yeah. you listed something that you, you honestly, I mean, you didn't know, that you weren't supposed to list it because there were other listings of the same sort of thing in the category, the same exact item or for whatever reason. Oh yeah. You, you could find suspended. any Vroad product that you're not allowed to sell on eBay and go search it up and find it on eBay. Like somebody else is getting yes. away with selling it. You just can't. I yeah, think kind of what just... got us going down this line of thought or thought, or at least me was I I've seen other people recently in, in one of our discords that have been, basically just suspended or banned or, or stopped you. They, they're in eBay jail and stuff. And eBay just offers no yeah. explanation, not eBay, sorry, Facebook. And Facebook. Facebook has no explanation, no customer support. They just one day will shut you off okay. and they don't really tell you why. And that's kind of a, that's the danger of using a platform that you don't control. So I think it's yeah. relevant to eBay in that aspect. So I think it kind of just got me thinking, you know, what if that did happen? And, and we yeah. rely on eBay for our income here. What would that look like the day after? And I think for each of us, it was pretty different when we were talking. Yeah. If, if, if it were, if it were a short suspension, if it were a, you know, a week, a, a yep. week suspension or something, I like just that, write it out. I, yeah. I could weather that. It depends. I know sometimes I've heard in some of the suspensions, like you can still like draft items or whatever, just none of your mm -hmm. items are up. You can't sell, you can't do any transactions, but you can still draft stuff and and i would probably spend that time uh well the first few days moping around and crying and you know <laughs> calling how me. life was over calling Corey, yeah and said how many how many you got your running shoes on today we're gonna do uh we're gonna Are do you free uh, for about eight miles <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, so you know i i would i would just list i would i would start doing drafts i would list stuff so that when my store was open back up i would yeah, there's you no know, shortage of just busy really, work to do in this business that you could do yeah. if that happened temporarily. Probably, I think I'd be uh, more concerned about the permanent. Oh yeah, you know, you're not going to be able to come back. You know what are well, what does the business turn into from that point? Because technically, you still own all the product. The thing people want to buy is still sitting in your building somewhere. Yeah, you just lost the platform or the outlet where you were selling it. So do you? try to liquidate do you move that inventory somewhere else are you prepared if that happens like like it's not like like i don't cross list right now yeah in in any way not in any significant way with a platform or anything like vendu 
we, yeah. we're not set up using it right now. So we don't have our items backed up anywhere. Yes. So if it went down, it would just be dead. They'd just be gone. Right. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much where I'm in the, I'm in the same boat. Like say a, a, a week, you know, three days, week, 10 days. You just, I would ride that out. Um, and hopefully when the store did come back and get up and it kind of got charged back with all that listing that I had did or drafting, I guess I should say, start putting those up and be pretty active in the store. I could recover from that. Uh, a total shutdown. I would probably uh, have to go get uh, a job, you know, a nine to five. Uh, I always hate to say a, a regular job or get a job because this reselling is every bit of a job of anything else that yeah, I did. Would, it would essentially know, be like getting fired though, wouldn't it? I mean, your paycheck would, would go away. It would cease to, to happen at that yes. moment. So I would probably uh, try to look for some short-term temporary employment that because i you know i'm a guy that sticks in there i wouldn't want to go to a job and then quit on the people but i think what i would do is until i could figure out those those avenues of course ebay is where i have my everything and i don't think uh, you know correct me in the comments if i'm wrong i'm not going to make that kind of money on macari or i'm not going to make that kind of money on Poshmark because I'm not primarily a clothing seller. I know I, I hear people talk. They sell. Oh, hey, I sold this DVD VCR combo on on Poshmark. Um, you know, I know there are people making. Look, I know there there are people making substantial, like living, making their living full time selling on those other platforms. Yeah, and I know there are, and they're not all clothing sellers. I think the reason they don't work as good for us is because we put our effort into eBay. We don't put that kind of effort into say Macari yeah. or, or one of the other platforms. So I think they are viable. Do I think they're eBay? No, but I, I think you could make a living on the other platforms, but you'd certainly have to change the way you do business. You'd have to refocus those efforts into those platforms to make them work for you. Yeah. I think if it was, uh, if know, it was me and it, and it happened, I don't think I would look for a job. I think I would refocus my temporary income, I think, would probably be Teresa and I would immediately go out and start picking up furniture tomorrow. Okay. We, we'd drive to every place we could find it and pick up as much cheap furniture as we can because we know we can flip furniture fast. Like if on, I could like, find just Facebook on marketplace. marketplace or something. Yep. Okay. If I could find in tables in pairs that are in okay shape, if I could find yeah. lamps in pairs that are in okay shape, like stuff like that, I can flip on marketplace quick enough and at a at a good enough level to where it's not my eBay income, but I can get by while I refocus my inventory. Like everything's yeah. in tubs, I'll go through one tub at a time and relist them somewhere else until we're back up where we need to be and I'll supplement that by selling furniture, I think. That's probably how we'd approach it. Yeah, until we started to talk about it today, I hadn't really thought about that. I, I, I honestly, I do not have a backup plan. Um, this, what I do right now, you know, sustains mm -hmm. me. Uh, I have, you know, the, I essentially, I don't pay myself an official paycheck, but I have monies, you know, that I pull out for my account, money stay in the business. And uh, I would whatever efforts that I had to make to get back to being a full-time reseller. Again, sure. I probably, I honestly, if, if, if I was suspended forever, if my account was completely closed down, I would have to get a job in the interim until I could figure out number one, what to do with the, with all the inventory. You know, I could go down the, like the whatnot or the, uh, the, the district sort of thing. That's, you know, that new platform, I could go I think those devalues I could probably your... start to liquidate that inventory. I could, you know, I don't like yeah. that word when it comes to that. Cause I think you're taking, you're in a hard position and then you're, you're going to liquidate or devalue your inventory on those platforms and not get what it's worth when you need it the most. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with grabbing a temporary job. Like you do what you got to do for sure. Yeah. But then if you took that same inventory and started finding a new platform, a new outlet for it, that was going to get what it was worth. Cause e yeah. I don't think in eBay is the end all be all. I think it's the easiest for the everything type seller. Yeah. Like if you're selling just everything, I think e eBay, while it's complex, I think it's the easiest to make a, 
an honest living on out True. of the gate. I, I mean, I, I would say that because it's the only platform that I have ever tried. I haven't, you know, tried yeah. to go down the, you know, the Amazon route or any of the other platforms. Um, so yeah, I certainly I think know. those it's, other platforms are viable. If you put that, I mean, if you focused all your effort and your inventory back into say Macari, yeah, do, I, I think you could get back up to the amount of sales and the amount of income you're making now. I really do. Yeah. And I say that mostly because we are nowhere close to, to being at the top end of where we want to be on eBay yet. We still yeah. are pretty meager in terms of sales. I think I could match those sales on just about any other platform if yeah. we put the effort and time in. And supplement that with more, like you said, We'd the have to sales going out and find out, you know, or, or listing some of that stuff. Of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't it's think you a, could just an interesting... list them and have them. I don't think you could just relist your whole inventory on Macari tomorrow and have it do the same thing eBay is doing. It just, Which it just we, won't work. We were, we were talking about that, uh, about relisting this stuff. One of the things that I do, you know, I'm not, like, I don't know if this is old school or just quirky or just whatever, but, um, I don't usually like delete files. We were, I was talking about the photos. <laughs> One of the things, if I, if I had to restart, okay, so here's a, here was a question I had. If somebody in the, in the chat knows this, if you got suspended from eBay, now I'm, I'm I guess I'm talking about, uh, Da, 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 like not not completely shut down do you just still suspended. have any accent access at all to that account i mean if you're just totally locked out is that it you're done and and it's or whatever um well, i think if you're banned like I'm if they kill your account then yeah but if you're yeah. suspended i'll bet you have access to your inventory uh if you were going to start to do the cross listing you know go, go to one of the either the cross listing softwares or whatever and that's the direction that, that i'm going with sure. this because uh, where you could just pull everything. Let's say if you did decide on Macari or that you decide on Poshmark or a combination of both or any of the other platforms, if you were able to just pull all of that stuff into there, that would be that would be good. Well, that, that so might be the, the one if, redeeming part of this conversation. If anybody gets any value out of this last part of this podcast, maybe it's that there's something you could do to prepare for this and that's maybe yes. maybe have one of the platforms or find a way to back up your your inventory because maybe that takes a lot of the like for me i would actually just go out and i would start going tub by tub and relisting on a different platform because yeah. i don't have that backup but yeah. i'm also not the kind of guy that saves like you were saying you save a lot of your photos and stuff yeah I, when i get a new phone i don't even let them back my phone up and put it to my new phone i won't let yeah. them i get a new phone i well, start over with all new contacts and everything yeah i don't uh I don't save my photos on my phone. Like I, I take obviously all of my photos for my stuff, yep. but I list a combination. I'd probably say the majority of the stuff I use my PC for listing. I used to be PC. Then I was all phone. I did everything on phone. And then I switched back uh, a good while ago to the majority of the listing. Now I'll come <laughs> and I will sell. I'll do like, if I'm, if I am comping stuff, I'll do a sell similar from there, you know, to kind of boom, get that, that draft started or whatever it's in, in the drafts, but all of my photos, I don't get rid of any photos. So if I did have to start over, I have every photo of every listed piece of inventory that I have, and it's all separated in folders by my categories that I have in my eBay store. So, you know, I have a toy category and I'll men's shoes, women's shoes, sporting goods, electronics, that sort of stuff. And so whenever I'm done with those photos, after I take the pictures, I just put them in those different folders. And so I, I feel, I don't, I don't know why I keep them. I, I've never, yeah, I I've, I have not once in my history, have I ever had to go back and pull up old photos that I've used uh, or that I didn't you know that I had before. But just something I think about I have a me. total of nine or ten photos on my phone, and I don't have any product photos on my computer. Okay, so, so you like, just like, once they're up, you nothing. just they're done. Yep, we get so rid I, of it. I, I don't suppose I don't leave them on there. If I did have to start over someplace, I guess at at least I could save some time because I have all of those photos. Now they're in those folders. It really doesn't take me 
you know, oh, you're wasting a bunch of time. No, not really. It doesn't take me that much no, time a... to put those uh, put those into a folder. I have plenty of space. I'm not like hurting for disk space on my computer. I, I do think it's a personality thing, like like what works yeah. best in your mind at the time. Because yeah. like for me, like I said, with my phone, I don't have them back up my phone. When I get a new phone, I like to start fresh. No contacts, yeah. no photos, no settings. I'll set it up fresh. Like it's the clear out for me. So if I was going to yeah. get eBay shut down, the clear out and starting fresh by one tote at a time, relisting, like that's, for me, that's freeing. Like it's a complete clear out. It's a wash. We get to start over and reorganize. That's yeah. the way I, I function better. Yeah. And as so, opposed you know, to trying to pull often, the old photos. That's one of the things, you know, I've been thinking about doing some uh, cross-listing to other platforms. Number one, mm -hmm. to learn a new platform. And I know we've talked about that before. It's like, yeah, do have I maximized everything in eBay? Can I do more in eBay for more sales? Most definitely. There's a lot of stuff that I, I can do so to so. maximize those things. Um, but selling on another platform to have those extra eyes, to have that other avenue to, to sell. And if the majority of your um, inventory is cross-listed someplace, that would seem like a good somewhat of a backup plan that's backup, already in yep. place that, you know, it's like, oh, eBay, I think there's down. some validity to that for sure. I'm, and so, think... you know, learning new platforms because, you know, I see a lot of, a lot of the folks in videos that are showing, you know, their daily sales or, or whatever, you know, one of, one of my friends, I like to watch, uh, you know, Chris Cajun reseller, he pretty much kind of does a daily thing. And it's like, oh, I sold this on, uh ebay and i sold these items on amazon yep. and this was i had two macari sales and i sold this on poshmark and the next day it might be oh i you only had two ebay sales today but i had six on on macari or whatever it's just like well hey that's just an avenue yeah for us um, it's it's strictly about efficiency for us right now yeah i mean we're we're simply not anywhere close to to being good enough on ebay to be thinking about doing something yeah. else or learning something else yeah now we make an okay living selling on ebay but i yeah. in, in complete honesty i think we could triple what we do in terms of profit from what we're doing right now just on ebay yeah. so i'm not looking for another job yet and to me that's what a platform is it's another job i have to learn yeah. a whole new job and then i'm going to be doing two jobs for probably roughly the same amount of money or maybe slightly more but not enough to be working two jobs so yeah. we're, we're just and focusing everything and trying to be efficient on one first I do want to get there, though. I mean, that's always been a goal is to get there. Yeah. I just don't think we're anywhere close yet. I've been thinking a lot about that lately, about doing the cross-listing. I've been seeing, um, hey, oh, here's here's a, a callback to the beginning or something that maybe, Corey, you can explain this to me now because, you know, this is coming out on Monday and you've already <laughs> been to your event. Um, what did the, don't you have somebody from uh, Vendu, which is one of the, is that, that's we one do. of the cross-listing platforms. And, it's yeah, coming Deanna. to the, I think it's Deanne or Deanna. She's coming to talk. Yep. So what did she say? It was a great speech. It was very informative. <laughs> and I highly recommend Vendu. No, I I don't know what she's going to say yeah, yet, but I'm I'm certain that the Vendu is a great app. And I am looking it, forward to getting to the point where we can use it. But again, I just don't think another, it's for us right now. That's another one of those those topics that, that you could go down that whole rabbit hole of who the who the best, I don't know, who the best, I guess you can only really take recommendations from from uh, people that you trust or friends or somebody you could talk to about what the best cross-listing platform is. Because you have I think the, the best know, platform. Perfectly camp, the Vendu, you have the people's like, I don't do, I just do it all manually by hand. Um, I think you ought to you try know. all three at some point. I really think you ought to do like a month trial or, or pay for a month and do all three of them. Whichever one makes you more money and causes you the yeah. least amount of work. That's the right one. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the answer. You know, I want to, which is true. That's a hundred percent true. And and I think you know, just talking to, talking to people that you trust that are you know, because you see that go around where it's like, oh man, I use, whatever. I use pick mm -hmm. one, Corey, pick one. So I'm not playing favorites. Go, list perfectly. Okay, I use list perfectly. Oh, and it's great, and it does all of these things, and it does all these things. Oh, and if you use my code. You can yeah. get such and such on. <laughs> and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Is it really that great of a product that you just built up? Or did I just, you know, watch a yeah. commercial? So, and, and although that would be, you know, friends or people that it's like, you never know when somebody's, 
when somebody's got uh it, it affects their wallet here's it, here's not, what i could tell you I'm, for a certainty we have never okay. taken a single dime from dude wipes and we still recommend them not a dime i do it's a great product there dude wipes i i should get i should quit we need a disclaimer though not for use with septic systems <laughs> <laughs> I should quit show. I should quit giving dude wipes airtime. And uh, oh, actually, I'm going to have to break into this five pack soon. I'm down to just probably like, oh, less than half a pack in the other pack. These ones, I got this as a Christmas gift. Um, the I oh, I seen a whole bunch of these the other day. I was at like this uh, bins, like a bin store. It was like maybe an Amazon returns or they I they do see a and lot of Amazon dude returns. Wipes? And they had a bunch of dude now they weren't the minty chill flavor they were um i i don't know they were like iced um, coffee flavor or something what, what how many different flavors do they have of butt I, wipes I, I think that they have several different flavors but now, they weren't that I, and i think we learned they're not strictly butt wipes right they're like hand wipes they're like just general purpose well, wipes or are they meant for the undercarriage the, the, i think they are meant for yeah, that was a nice way to put that. Yeah. Um, I think. You know what I mean? think that because they say flushable wipes. Okay, wait. <laughs> um. Uh. See, that's bad advertising. So, I don't think they are flushable. I think they will flush, but I also think they're not great for your septic. Okay, this is this is uh, this is. I'll read you the history right here. And <laughs> oh, well, this is riveting. <laughs> Back in the day, we founded Dude Products out of our apartment in Chicago. We were so tired of dealing with dry toilet paper during the aftermath of a lunchtime burrito. Something needed to be done, so we created Dude Wipes to put you back on your game whenever nature calls. So, I'd say that they're more... Now, I do, I do, you know, I'll, I'll grab one and... I'm not I'm, wiping I'm still, face off with them. I'm still a little hung up on that story. I'm trying to picture, like, picture in my head what kind of invalid gets tired and like it. Toilet paper's too much for him. Like this is just too much. I can't do it anymore. Well, <laughs> well, you know, I do, I do. Okay, I honestly do feel fresher and cleaner back there. You know, I'm not saying it's not a good product. I'm just trying them. to picture the evolution of this because usually products are produced out of necessity. You, yes. Like you have a problem and you solved it with these, like what kind of problem yes. did you did arise that 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 put you off of toilet paper? Well, that must have been a hell of a burrito. But, <laughs> it must have been. And then also, it's like, did they really? I mean, when at first when you okay, I'm talking about do wipes, like weren't <laughs> like just regular baby wipes around along uh, like forever been ago. Around a minute. And I think yeah, but just you can't popular. go to work and tell your buddies that you're wiping with baby wipes. With, they're gonna get made fun of. <laughs> but if you say, "Bro, we got some dude yeah. wipes," got some, and different. they're minty chill. They're minty chill flavor, and uh, you know, get some street pop- cred with dude wipes. <laughs> <laughs> Can you smell the minty freshness? Oh, uh, okay. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> I don't. I don't know that we did any better here, uh, Corey, in the evening than we would have done first thing in the morning but um it was still more fun i enjoyed yeah, it, it more was. than a morning one it was a little bit we didn't have to you know wipe the sandman out of our eyes or anything and, i guess the uh, question is did the audience enjoy it more than our normal morning routine i, I think they did i think i think they we're gonna they, get they did they did, <laughs> they did. preempting that. we're gonna get they're gonna get we're gonna get lots of lots more thumbs up you know we get a lot of views but only so many like likes or whatever likes. or thumbs up so if you're this far and you said hey guys leave in the comments you should record these episodes more at night than in the morning because it was much more engaging yeah. core you well, might have been you a made little it more through engaging. the dude wipe chat and you're hearing this now like you're already hardcore so <laughs> spread the word tell a friend there's a lot more dude wipe chat where that came from yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah let, let us know there if you're if you're still here Hit that thumbs up. You know, let us know in the comments if you if you made it here and you hit that thumbs up. There you go. Thumb, thumbs up but, um, for more nighttime episodes. Thumbs down 
if you want the morning episodes. So we we always uh yeah, thumbs down if you and we'll get the hint. <laughs> we will get the hint. Uh again, we recorded this early because you are um you will be at the meetup. I'm I'm excited to see the goings on there. I'm exciting yep. to talk to you when you get back from the meetup and I'll probably um, be watching this on the drive back. There you go. It'll be scheduled and ready ready to go. So, yeah. I I'd, I'd uh you know, hopefully you had fun. I guess oh, I when this comes out, you will have had fun, but you know, hopefully you have fun. Uh be safe in your in your travels over there and uh I'm sure we will talk sometime during the oh, event, yeah. but we'll get uh, a few miles in while we're down there. Yeah. So, and that's probably the next episode. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll recap that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure you'll be doing that on your channel over there on grams and pops as well and um we should have and, some footage uh, once we're done there so that's cool so we will wrap this one up and um any any last words Corey? i'll give Let's you the last word i'll give you the last word go all right we appreciate